0: Hello, and welcome to our first Heart and Soul of Navigation podcast for 2023. We have an exciting lineup of podcasts scheduled for this year and are thrilled to kick it off with our first one today on our Bold Mentorship Academy. My name is Jordan Henderson, Director of Program Development with AONN Plus, and I am here with two of our Bold participants, Peg Rummel and Amy Booth. Welcome, you two. Can you each introduce yourselves? Briefly, touch on your navigation specialty and experience, and then also your role in the BOLD Mentorship Academy pilot study. Peg, we can
1: start with you. Sure. My name is Peggy Rummel, and I'm an oncology nurse navigator at the Abramson Cancer Center in Philadelphia, and I cover head and neck, multiple myeloma, and the amyloid population. I've been a navigator for about 12 years, and I've dabbled in various other disease sites besides the ones that I cover now. Thank
2: you. And Amy? Amy? My name is Amy Booth, and I'm the clinical program manager for the Brain Tumor Center, which is a joint initiative between the Siteman Cancer Center at Barnes-Jewish Hospital and Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Missouri. Obviously, my navigators navigate for brain tumors along the spectrum of care.
0: Thank you both for being here today. As you may or may not know, AONM Plus launched its BOLD. It's an acronym for Building Oncology Leadership and Development Mentorship Academy in May of 2022. The mission of the mentorship program is to elevate the profession of navigation through mentorship support, again, to help grow and support those members in their professional development. So during this pilot study, we did match interested mentors and mentees based on shared interest in goal setting, strengths, and expertise, and this pilot study would span over three months. Again, that overall intent for the mentorship program was to connect and pair seasoned and experienced navigators with newer and knowledge-seeking mentees to further enhance professional development and career growth for both parties. So both Peg and Annie participated in our initial pilot study last summer and are here today to discuss their experience, mentoring relationships, and what they learned. So Peg, I will start with you first. What encouraged you to become a mentor and participate in this program?
1: Well, I thought it was a great opportunity to support other navigators in their role development. I've always loved teaching and working with colleagues and helping them develop. I've done various jobs in my career, including education, but mentoring has always been very important to me. I can remember my mentors when I first started out as a new nurse and how important they were to me and the impression they left on me and I always feel that nursing is not always kind to itself and we're very hard on new nurses or people in new jobs and I think it's really important that we nurture them and mentor them to help them be the best they can be and if I can help do that in any way I'm happy to do that.
0: Well I'm thankful that we have mentors and other navigators like you because that saying nurses eat their young is very true.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amy, what was your driving force to become a mentee? Yeah, so I actually came from an inpatient neurosurgery space. I was a clinical nurse manager. Uh, No navigation experience. Navigation as a role is pretty new to our organization and was hired as the program manager and kind of inherited this team of navigators that was one of the main initiatives of the program. And so quickly found out that I didn't know what I didn't know and really didn't even know how to ask. And so my navigators kind of drove me to AONN and then this opportunity arose to at least find out what I should be even starting to do. So this has been an amazing experience and I don't know where we would be without it.
0: Wow, that's so impactful. Thank you for sharing. Peg, what does a successful mentoring relationship look like to you? what qualities or criteria would you put on that that makes it a successful relationship?
1: I think as a mentor and a mentee, we build a relationship with each other. We learn to trust each other and respect each other and you know, really try to keep open lines of communication throughout the process. And I think that's one of the things Amy and I did really well. We reached out to each other. We set up formal meetings and really kept ourselves on target. So I think That's really important. And I think as a mentor, you have to be willing to listen to your mentee and meet them where they are and try to help them achieve their goals and be successful in their role.
0: And then Amy, same question. What does a successful mentoring relationship look like to you from the mentee perspective?
2: I definitely agree with the formal setting up regular touch bases and kind of having some goals to work towards. But what I was surprised most about was I thought I would just be asking all the questions and and getting all of my answers and then we would be kind of done. But we ended up having this wonderful back and forth conversation and kind of discussions about best practice that really has elevated our care and really our team to the next level
1: that I would have never imagined we'd be already be at at this place in our journey. Yeah. And I agree with you, Amy. I think as much as we work together, I learn just as much from you as I hope you learn from working with me and just getting new ideas to incorporate into our practice and just gaining new knowledge, what you're experiencing and what's going on in other parts of the country and navigation.
0: I love that perspective because Peg is such a seasoned navigator and professional in her role, but for her to even come out of it and say, look at all the stuff that I learned that I wasn't expecting that she was able to learn, you know, just from the experience and then from you as the mentee, I think it's so valuable as well. So Amy, when you look at Peg and you look at her mentorship, what qualities made her a good mentor for you?
2: Well, first of all, huge thank you to AONN. I don't know how I ended up being so lucky to be with such a knowledgeable mentor, but I didn't have a lot of expectations going in and everything just was blown out of the water. I was just guided along and all my questions, there was never a stupid question ever. And I really thought some of them (laughs) were on the back end, but really just even guidance with things like metrics. I I didn't think any, I thought it would be all very operational and clinical and here's what you do and here's how you talk to each patient and here's what we're going to get. But we had some really deep discussions about relationships and metrics and a lot of things that I just feel really lucky that I ended up in this relationship.
1: Thanks, Amy. I feel the same way. I don't think they could have heard us any better. I know. Peg,
0: do you want to bounce off of that and maybe talk about some of the qualities that made Amy a good mentee for you?
1: Absolutely. Amy was always so open to having a discussion about things, even if they were tough conversations or things that she was dealing with that she needed to bounce off of me for different topics or different struggles she was having. And I think as a mentor, it's good for me to know that we all started somewhere and people are experiencing many struggles and I may have had those struggles and I can share my pearls of wisdom, shall I say, with somebody who's struggling with the same thing rather than reinventing the wheel. So, you know, I thank AONN because it was a great experience and it continues to be. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And even if since we're not in the same disease
2: state, the same pathology, she was always willing to reach out and find me resources
1: specific to my disease that were always on point. So she is a wealth of information. (laughs) And on the same token, things that Amy was working with spurred me to bring some ideas back to my team on how we can improve some of the things that we're doing.
0: That's so interesting. I like that sharing of best practice and and knowledge between both of you and your practice, especially because you are coming from different perspectives and different settings. Peg, can you give some examples of what you did take from Amy from this experience? Maybe you said you were going to improve some best practices or some little nuggets here and there that you were able to take as a season navigator that maybe you didn't think you would learn from her.
1: One of the things that Amy was working on at the start of our relationship was building a metrics program into her EMR. And that was always something we had talked about at our institution because we have a separate database that we record our metrics in. But we've had multiple conversations amongst my team about trying to streamline that process and build it into our EMR and medical records. So by having discussions with Amy and sharing some of the things that she's done, It's expanded our horizons and given us some ideas on how we can build our metrics into our EMR system.
0: Wow, thank you. And then Amy, you know, when you're looking at some of the lessons you learned from Peg when she's talking about metrics, and I know all of us navigators have all had a spreadsheet at some point where we're trying to track track everything. So we'll take any kind of information we can get to help that process. Was there anything that stuck out to you that you were able to incorporate into your practice that you learned from Peg?
2: Absolutely. I think that one of the dangers of starting a new program and really bringing a new role to an organization is we were so eager to be everything for everybody. And we had so many stakeholders that we were answering to. And so we really had a lot of conversations about guardrails and boundaries and impactful interactions with patients that I was able to take back to my team as they actually did the work of navigation with the patients. And that was so impactful. I would have never, some of the things I would have never even thought of.
0: Wow, I like that. Impactful
2: interactions. That's nice.
0: Peg, how has this experience changed your practice
1: or your professional growth? Has this helped develop that in any way for you? Absolutely. I think as a nurse and as a navigator, we should never stop learning. And This has been a great opportunity to expand my horizons, to learn new things, to collaborate with a colleague gain some new ideas and best practices and some pearls of wisdom that I can incorporate into my practice. You know, I never like to not learn and be challenged by new things. And, you know, that's one of the things that AONN has been great at in giving navigators opportunities to be challenged and to learn new things.
0: And then Amy, would you recommend this program to others?
2: I absolutely would recommend this program to others. And I will strongly encourage my team to reach out for the next round of this program. I kind of did it on a whim at the last second. I think probably my application was even overdue. It's really the biggest thing I've done in the last year to grow our role where we are and myself personally.
0: Did you feel like the process supported you throughout, gave you the resources and tools that you needed to be successful with AONN?
2: Yeah, and it kept us on track, even though we, you know, had regular touch bases, we tried to keep the goal in mind. And it was nice to have those regular check-ins to kind of take what we were talking about and discussing and actually get it down on paper. Awesome.
0: And then do you feel like that this program kind of encouraged you or motivated you to further seek out professional development opportunities just in your career
2: in general? And that goes to both of you guys. For me, for sure. I mean, it really encouraged me to come to conference this year, which was just really impactful for my team in general, but it's made it a lot easier to reach out, even feeling comfortable for people that I don't even know. It feels like navigation in general is a big community
1: and it's really helpful to get help from others.
0: Peg, did you want
1: to add anything to that? I learned tremendously through this process by working with Amy and going through some of the things that she's been challenged with and trying to offer help and support. And, you know, I don't think that this relationship is a one and done. This is one that we've been continuing to nourish and build on and touch bases because the process is not done after the three-month program. There's more to do and we've continued to support each other and be there and bounce new ideas off each other. And I love to hear that
0: because obviously our intent for the pilot was to do over the summer, you know, a three-month program, but we wanted our participants to build that relationship and actually have a long lasting relationship after the pilot. So I'm hearing from both of you guys
1: that you're going to try to continue that mentoring relationship between the both of you. And as far as the future of the BOLD program goes, I've sent out the inquiry about if any of our team members were interested in participating and I did get one response. So we're going to be having some more conversations about it as I try to encourage other people to participate in the program.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. What would be a top takeaway or best practice you would want to share with our members regarding the Bold Mentorship Academy and then just AONM plus professional development in general? If there's one thing that you could tell them about the Bold program. What would it be?
2: I would think just to be open to the experience. Take advantage of all the opportunities you have to grow yourself personally, but then be open to the experience and don't have assumptions of what it's going to be like, because you never know what you
1: can learn from anybody. And it's all beneficial. And I would piggyback along with what Amy said is to be open to the opportunities of the BOLD program and of anything that AONN offers because it's a very supportive community and supportive environment. And for those that are a little hesitant about taking on a challenge of doing something, this is a great environment to jump in feet first and have the support of AONN and other navigators to get the experience and grow. We try to
2: institute this program at our institution and they made it too complicated, it was just way too complicated, and no nurse, no baby nurses have time for that. Right, <laughs> right, we're pretty lucky that we have some flexibility, but it just
0: yeah, be- I think that's a really good point. And I think even from whenever I first started out in nursing, like the whole nurses eat your young, it's so true, and I don't know why, yeah. I don't know why that's a thing, especially in our field. So I'm hoping in navigation, it might be different that we can really be intentional about, no, we're going to help the future of navigation because we were here before too. So,
1: And, you know, so many of our colleagues are burning out and losing their resiliency that if we can support them in any way, I think that's really important. And I think that's one of the benefits of this program that we can support people when they're having some tough times. You can bounce ideas off each other and know that you're not alone.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, know that you're not alone.
0: Because really, even before the pandemic, I mean, especially in oncology, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have burnout and compassion fatigue and all of that. And then the pandemic just kind of exacerbated all these other issues that came with it. So yeah, to your point, I think it's more, more needed now than ever. So
2: right,
1: if we just can- to know that you have that support and networking. Um, and if we can keep people in the profession and keep them from maybe they're a nurse in another field, but maybe they want to be an navigator, if we can support them through that and keep nurses in the profession, I think that's so important.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I completely agree with that.
2: What I've found is that we've had the time and space to support our colleagues in the inpatient and in the outpatient clinic ambulatory space because we know their role is still very hard and very challenging. and so we've had the opportunity to support them too. And kind of keep their resilience up a little bit.
0: Wow. So you guys probably have a high mortality and the, the dealing with the death. And that takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a special person to be in oncology, but it also can take a toll just on their mental health. And so, you know, I think mentorship can really play a role. And to Peg's point, you know, you're not alone. You're not the only person to have these emotions and feel this way you know, I'm kind of that shoulder to cry on while you're going
1: through what you are. So nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that was good about this and, you know, maybe Amy and I set up times and we worked together and we emailed back and forth and touch base, but it wasn't a huge time commitment in that we needed this big chunk of time to work this program.
0: Did you guys meet like over Zoom? Did you do phone calls? What was most convenient for you? Limited. I think the pandemic
2: helped that because right. we just use teams just like our normal right. day. Like it was for like hopping from one meeting right. to the next. But that's that's exactly what I was trying to call out earlier. If you make it too restrictive, no one really benefits from it. But right. this was just kind of like an open, we got a lot of stuff done, but right. we didn't make it so restrictive that it was, it seemed like work. It was actually a right. nice right. to actually... Right. You know, you kind of get siloed in your work and your organization and what's going on around you. And it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to take that time to go do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point, too. A lot of our newer navigators can be siloed at institutions or be in more rural settings and not have as many resources or access. You know, a lot of them are go forth and navigate, go figure it out. And they don't even know what model they need to be focused on. So Giving that flexibility and being able to adapt to other people's schedules and, and do what's convenient for them where they can get the most out of it, I think is very, very important.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I think we met every two weeks, right, Amy, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, yeah. it was perfect. That's awesome. We got a lot of stuff done. Yeah, we did. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wonder how this is going on I know. I know. Question. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Well, and it's like, you know, some people, they want to meet monthly. Some people want to meet weekly. The same with our patients you just kind of have to work around what works best for them and what works best for both of you guys so it sounds like you guys had a good schedule yeah good rhythm
2: yeah I haven't seen that they're probably out there but do you know what the I know there was a small pilot but did they mostly come from academic centers or smaller centers we
0: we, we actually had a really good mix of both community and academic we did have a lot of newer navigators And then seasoned navigators wanting to be mentors. We did have an interesting pairing where I, and I did this intentionally just to see what the dynamic would be, but we paired a patient navigator, social worker with a nurse navigator. And at first she was like, But I'm not a nurse. Like I don't understand. That's a whole different role and all of this stuff. But towards the end she was like, Oh my gosh, I learned. So much. We do have a lot of similarities in our roles, but we each had something different and enough to share with one another that we could take back to our own practice. And so it ended up being a really positive pairing, and and they continue their mentoring relationship as well. So we've had great positive feedback so far from everybody that's been involved. So
2: I know there are a lot of like one man shops out there.
0: We Um, have a lot of
2: support in academic medicine. So they love any sort of pilot or project or anything so yeah that's kind of nice
0: oh yeah absolutely so I think it is being able to give those isolated navigators support and then I think that's the goal for AONN too is just to say hey like we're all in the same boat we all have the same goal it's to take care of our patients and caregivers how we get there may look different but again it's all that same destination so how do we help support each other and build those programs to give them those resources and tools that they need. So we're excited about the expansion of Bold, And then I think AONM Plus just has so much professional development opportunities just to offer to membership too that came to light while we were in the midst of Bold as well lots of stuff to come for the future.
1: And for a lot of small organizations, they don't have a lot of professional development dollars or professional development opportunities. So I think that's extremely important in our roles.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like we're carving our own pathway for navigation. So I think, again, just having programs like this that you can take back to your leadership and say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing to grow not only myself professionally, but my navigation team professionally. Here's some best practices I think we should implement in our practice. Who doesn't like someone
1: trying to make themselves better, the people around them better? Why reinvent the wheel if somebody's doing it out there yeah. smarter, not harder.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yes.
2: I'm actually the only nurse on my team because I'm basically on an administrative team. So even though we eat our young, I do think we have <laughs> lots of mentor programs because most of my team is finance based, and they were all like, What do you mean? Like, we just have to go figure out how to do things. <laughs> I'm like, well, I need more help than that. So right. well, they were pretty impressed with this program. Wow. Well, that was
0: one of the intents too for the program. You know, it's not open to just nurses. We want patient navigators, social workers, we want everyone to be involved because everyone can gain something mm-hmm. from the program. So we really tried to encourage all of our members mm-hmm. to be involved. Because there is so much value in just networking with other people and seeing how they do it. And I think navigation is so unique because the models are so different everywhere you go. I mean, you've seen one navigation program, you've seen one, and that's it. That's the saying, And it's true. So if you're starting out and you don't have a lot of resources or support, you really wouldn't know which way to turn. How do I personalize this workflow for my institution? So I think that's a, a common challenge for new navigators.
2: Absolutely. I can
0: <laughs> well, again, I so appreciate you guys just with your participation in the program and just having the flexibility and then coming on here and talking with us. It's always so fun. And I'm just so thankful that you guys can walk away and have this relationship between you and that you both feel like you've benefited from it. And I know that your patients and caregivers are going to be taken yeah. care of even better than before because of this experience. So we want to thank you both again for sharing your insights and experiences with us. We also want to thank our audience for listening to our podcast today as we jump into 2023. Our Bold Mentorship Academy will expand this year and sign up is currently open through February 28th. Please be on the lookout for the submission sign up on our website and also for our John's article this month on Bold to learn more about the program. And always thank you again to our listeners who are the heart and soul of navigation.